Hello, peoples, and welcome to Esoterica Cinema, the podcast where we take films from the cinematic multiverse and discuss the hell out of them. My name is Jason Peters, and you are here for another five-minute review. May not be a strict five minutes, more in the sense of like, hey, let me get five minutes of your time, right? Today, we are looking at 2021's The Card Counter, starring Oscar Isaac and written and directed by Paul Schrader, who, if you don't follow online, he has something of a presence there. Go ahead and check him out. Uh, Given his age, you can find him on Facebook. Our description today comes from Google, though it is modified because it was clearly written by an AI, though it might have been written by someone who English was their second language as well. Either way, here we go. I think I've cleaned it up fine for us. William Tell is a gambler and former serviceman who just wants to play cards. One day, his nomadic existence on the casino trail is shattered when he is approached by Kirk, a vulnerable and angry young man. Tell sees a chance at redemption through his relationship with Kirk and sets out to reform the young man seeking revenge on a mutual enemy from their past. Now, that description may kind of make it sound like it's going to be some fast-paced uh, action revenge thriller. It is not. This is very much a sort of slow burn, cerebral drama. What it was interesting is instead of just making him any random soldier, the film makes Oscar Isaac's William one of the soldiers from Abu Ghraib, specifically one of the ones that was in one of the pictures. And if you're a little bit younger and you don't know Abu Ghraib, it's comparable to Guantanamo Bay. Basically, we committed these pretty horrible atrocities in the name of trying to extract information from people that we deem terrorists who may or may not have been. And I mean, we're not talking just waterboarding. We're talking about like the most extreme of the extreme. By the way, not just waterboarding. Waterboarding is horrible. I recognize that. But we're talking about way worse than that even. And so he was actually one of the soldiers that engaged in those activities, right? And one of the things that I think the film is rightly critical of is the fact that the it, he goes on to say that of that whole situation, of all the people that were involved with Abu Ghraib, it was only the soldiers that were photographed and that were in those photographs that were published who were punished to any sort of degree. And they were definitely fall guys. And, and it's not to not to admonish them from the guilt. Like, they did those things. Like, they're responsible for that. But to say, like, they tried to pitch it as though those were some bad apples and those were the only ones that were doing that shit. And this was, that was not the case at all. This was widespread, by design, institutional, you know, bringing in uh, people who were experts in torture to come and act as consultants. Uh, they actually have a character in the film played by the great Willem Dafoe, who we all know and love. Uh, he only gets a couple scenes, probably underutilized, but yeah. So all of that to say that that aspect of the film, I actually did find interesting. Um, it's the rest of the film that kind of falters a little bit, and we'll go into why. Now, there's two supporting roles in the film. One is played by Tiffany Haddish, and that's the character of LaLinda. And the other is a gentleman named Ty Sheridan, who plays the role of Kirk with a C, which I wasn't really sure 
on which side the C was, to be completely honest. And it's at the front. It's C-I-R-K. Don't know why they called him that. Could have just been a good old-fashioned K. I will say that I did not care for Tiffany Haddish's role, nor did I care for her performance. It wasn't that it was bad. It was that it felt very much like acting, right? Like, especially when you, you're next to someone like Oscar Isaac, who's just a great, great actor, brilliant actor. You know, you may only know him as, what, Poe, I think is the name in Star Wars, right? But he's been in some really, really good films. Having someone of that magnitude to act against is as one of your first roles, because she hasn't been in a lot. Um, you know, it, it kind of stood out that she did not have that quality where she disappears into her character. Aside from the fact that ultimately the relationship that blossoms between the two of them, it's very kind of tacked on. It doesn't really feel organic. There's not really a lot of chemistry between the two of them. I will say that I thought that Ty Sheridan did a good job. Again, having to go up against Oscar Isaac and being relatively young and new to the industry, I thought he held his own did a fine job. Once again, his character was kind of thinly drawn. And I, I guess at the end of the day, that's really what my biggest problem with the film was, is that nothing really amounts to anything at the end of the day. You know, uh, I mean, William takes Kirk on this sort of little adventure with him. And, you know, you th you think that they're going to grow and, you know, things are going to happen. But like nothing really happens. Like William just keeps going to different tournaments and he doesn't play big. Right. He, he plays modestly so that he doesn't really get too much attention shown on him. So there's not really a lot that develops that way. And then. Kirk wants to bring him into this sort of uh, revenge plot, if you will, and he just never takes the bait. So it, the film just kind of ultimately, like I said, it, it kind of alludes to more than it ultimately ends up being, which may be part of its point, but doesn't necessarily make for a great film. There are definitely some people that are going to find this out and out slow and boring, but I will say that the film was saved by Oscar Isaac's performance, which is as strong as ever, and also Paul Schrader's narration that he writes for the William character. There's some really strong and really fiery insights. There's a lot of criticisms directed rightfully towards the government and towards the military operations in Abu Ghraib and the way that they treated the soldiers as fall guys. There's also some really poetic observations. Look, say what you will about Paul Schrader. I know he's definitely a bit of an old school guy and he, he ruffles some feathers and rubs people the wrong way, but he's a hell of a writer. This is the guy, if you, if the name sounds familiar, but you can't quite put your finger on it, it's probably, be, you know the name because he is the screenwriter of Taxi Driver back in the day. Now he's gone on to write a number of other films as well as direct a number of other films but he is probably most famous as the screenwriter for Taxi Driver. And again, you know, there's kind of, it's not a dissimilar character. It doesn't go, William doesn't go to the depths of like Travis in Taxi Driver, but there's that kind of similar sense of like, you know, a man out of sorts and never really fitting in in life and becoming just sort of brooding and everything else that goes along with that, you know? So there's definitely some comparisons there, but it's not nearly the film that is. Now, also real quick, want to mention the score. This is a really interesting score. Uh, I won't go into it too much, but it, it does some unique things. It's got a little bit of an electronic vibe at times. It's got a little bit of a jazzy vibe at times. Uh, it's got a little bit of a surreal vibe at times. And I really liked the way that it utilized that to sort of introduce some tension and reflect the character's inner psyche in a way that wouldn't have otherwise, it could have stalled out a little bit, you know, it could have made the film, like, not a lot happens, and so getting some of the visual and audio cues to help move it along and keep things kind of interesting and hold your attention, I definitely think helps the film overall. Gonna go ahead and finish up with our three adjectives. I have slow, 
wayward and confident. And you don't typically see wayward and confident in the same descriptor. However, I think it's appropriate to this film. I don't think it necessarily knows where it wants to go, but I think it's a very confident in trying to convince you that it does, you know? It's kind of like a salesperson who knows that they don't have a great product to sell, but they're just going to sell the hell out of it anyway, or an actor that has to deliver a bad performance or some shitty lines, you know, something like that. Uh, the film just goes for it, and I think it nails the aesthetic, it nails the vibe, it nails the performances. We just needed a little bit more in terms of where the film ended up and what happened when all was said and done. So, going to formalize this and give three and a half stars out of five for the card counter, hopefully you enjoyed this five-minute review. Uh, I'm not sure exactly how close we got to our five minutes, but I uh, think we did pretty okay. Be sure to join us next time here on Esoterica Cinema, and we'll see you later.